The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 411 of the Spanish Announce Table. This is going to be a fun episode. In fact, it's probably going to get some of the highest ratings we've ever got. Get off right now. We are going to do our AEW recap. And then from our AEW recap, we'll kind of do the best of the rest. We'll talk about a little bit of the SummerSlam. We'll talk a little bit about the Rampage. All the fun things happened. But yes, let's talk about last night's Dynamite. It was a great episode. You know how it was a great episode? We watched it and we enjoyed it. So who gives a shit about what the ratings have to say? This is a quick side quest. We're getting into it pretty early. Here's the side quest that I want to talk ratings, about, ratings. about ratings. You, you small brain dum-dums. Ratings are not a thing anymore. Think of this. Think of this. How many young people, ages, let's just say 20 to 35, answer an unknown phone call and then on top of that will then answer questions from a stranger about general topics how many people you think do fucking do that in 2022 no one right yeah and so then when you get told well polls are suggesting that this politician is leading the other politician it's not fucking real because it's antiquated just like ratings when you guys keep talking about the it's up now it's down there it's up this you know how you know a company's doing well in television by the relationship they have with their partner aw and wwe wwe's partnered with uh universal usa network specifically mm-hmm. the aw i think is that yeah aw is partnered with turner which is again rolled up to discovery and here's the thing that you know that both companies are doing well both of their partners are saying hey we would like more content from you so if you roll it back to when AEW started dynamite hey october 2nd 2019 here's dynamite and then turner said hey you want a friday night show yep let's do that awesome hey would you want a reality show featuring one of your main stars and his wife? Yep. Okay, we'll do that too. And then we keep going more and more. And now they're saying, hey, this Ring of Honor thing, would you want to do a pay-per-view that goes through our app so that we also get a cut of this? They say yes. And so that's how you know a company is doing well. Stop. Stop with these stupid-ass reports every God morning after a show that says it was a 30,000 viewers. It was down 40,000 viewers. It was up a million. It was down 2 million. You're, yeah. you're stupid. It's all. Well, he, here's another reason. Bullshit. Another reason it's ah. antiquated. Yes. It could be down 30,000 in the, in the previous quarter hour from last week, but that doesn't mean that what those 30,000 people saw last week, they said, I'm never fucking watching this again. I'm not coming back next week. It could be. They had a, school function to go to that night they it was thanksgiving weekend so they were traveling like these things fluctuate for so various reasons because and we all know that we all consume tv in that way now you know how many times i watch these wrestling shows live as they're happening not often tom does great watching them to do some live tweeting but i rarely am so it's not picking up my damn ratings but i'm watching it every week and they're putting those advertisements in front of me and thereby converting to some sales i'm sure because some of that shit is subconscious uh, you know what I mean? And that, and they know this, like the, the companies know this through other measurements besides just this Nielsen ratings thing. Yeah. And that's the other thing. If you even wanted to go by ratings, you would have to dig in to know that they don't take DVR, whatever we're calling it, TiVo you know, recorded shows and then watch later. That's not figured into the ratings. So again, just stop. I'm so tired of looking at Twitter and you're, you're again with the dirt sheet dum-dums, which I'm going to go into on another side quest as we get into this. 
the the stupid and it's grow up grow up again ask yourself you as a young adult i'm assuming you're a young adult in that age frame that i said 20 to let's just say 40 the 20 years right there would you answer a phone call from a number you don't know and then on top of that if you did just because you're feeling frisky on top of that would you answer questions from someone you don't know the percentage is fucking zero and so that's how they do polling that's stupid and so is ratings when they have a nielsen box and they go well i watched this from 7 15 to 7 it's stupid you guys are just laughably dumb i cannot stand I can't stand it. I can't stand it. <laughs> Anyhow, what I can stand is AEW Dynamite. So let's kick it off. That was my side quest for the first part of the show. Uh, John Moxley walked out, and this was great. Mm. John mm. Moxley came out. Another thing, which let's go on another quick side quest, and we'll come back to Dynamite. You, 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 you dodo bird fuckheads. Here's another thing that happened that you guys all told me about and it didn't fucking happen. Hey, after John Moxley loses his title at full gear, he's going to go on his vacation. You don't fucking know. You don't fucking know dick. And all you dumbass dirt reader, this is the report is that after the, the pay-per-view, he's going on a Where's your retraction? It ain't fucking there, is it? Because that's how you guys fucking operate. Is you're great when you're fucking getting it right. But when you're wrong, you, you, you throw it underneath the covers and it never fucking happened. Mabel is the third man. You dumb fucking idiots. Why are you listening to that shit? Yeah, it would be like it would be like if we one time did this show accidentally in reverse order and then just never acknowledged it. Like that would be horrific journalism. Oh, yeah. So silly. Dumb. And if we did do that. We would obviously put a retraction that said sorry, but we, we would acknowledge it. it when people brought it up. Exactly. But, you know, John Moxley was out and he <laughs> talked about the three things that are inevitable. It is taxes, death and John Moxley. And this John was great. Freaking Moxley. Was a, yeah. And this was great because it was a it was kind of a hey, I'm still here as a top player. but Let's pivot me away from the title picture. And so he said, I don't think anyone back there. Is man enough to mess with John Moxley and Tim? I damn near hit my head on the roof of my house because I jumped up so high off my seat because it was hangman cowboy shit time. Hangman Adam Page walked out, got nose to nose with him, and this is the best. This is one of the great things I love about AEW is wrestling trope would tell you surprise return other wrestler cowers away right they right. get out Powders of the ring out. oh my god what the who is that oh man what am i gonna do aw for the most part that other person the b part of this segment which is john moxley because the a part was hangman returns moxley goes hey you're gonna enter this challenge you even remember the last time we fought and hangman didn't even say a word hangman never even said a word this entire mm -hmm. time and he just said didn't have to we're throwing fists. Bump, 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 bump. They're going out. What did you think of the Hangman return? And what did you think of this first segment? Just that. The shock. I, I legit was shocked. I'm sitting here uh, cooking, I think, uh, some dinner up on the side while I've got it on the phone going. Again, after the regular time, so not during the ratings window. And, again, I don't know how the ratings work. Maybe they catch some of that. I don't know. Oh, but I again, do, but I don't want to go into it. <laughs> but, so, 
uh, I'm over there doing that kind of, you know, listening, looking over, and I hear what he's saying, and I'm like, all right, well, this is prime spot for somebody to come out and be like, I'm that man. And wow, it was out of left field, totally unexpected, at least for me. And I don't know anybody that was saying tonight's the night hangman comes back. So mm-hmm. uh, just shock and awe. And I mean that you're right. You've said it since the very beginning of AEW. That hangman music is just, it Bad. gets you. You're like, this is, I'm ready. I'm ready for this fight. I'm ready to saddle up. I'm ready to hit the saloon for a shot of whiskey and a beer. And we're going to ride off into this fucking gunfight. Let's do this. Every scenario in life the hangman theme music is appropriate are you going into an interview play it did you just get fired and you need to take your items out of the office play the music did you just get dumped play the music are you about to get married play the music it's the fucking best music in the world if i can beg two things of our fans one Head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash Spanish announce table and pick you up a shirt. I'm wearing a you know, shirt I don't have. Any. Shirt's up there. Great price. What is it? 20 bucks, I believe, right? Yeah. Maybe a little mm-hmm. more if you're if you're a hefty guy. But uh, send that direct to your door, uh, and, and we'll give you a thanks. But number two, uh, when you get fired, because, I mean, you're wrestling fans. A lot of you are going to get fired. When mm-hmm. you get fired, we please have. play this Hangman Adam Page music, and please get this video recorded for us. Send it yes. to us. Definitely. The best 100%. one, the best one, we might consider sending a shirt. shirt too. Yeah, we'll get you a shirt. If you get fired and you play that song and you send us the video and we watch it and enjoy it, we will send you a shirt. We'll play there it here it and we'll send you yeah. a shirt. How about that? So this knockdown drag out fight, though, was so much chaos. Damn near. John Moxley almost killed himself on accident falling off the, the interest. <laughs> but again, I love this. You know, when when we've said before in wrestling matches, fucking miss sometimes right like miss that's kind of why we like what we see later the samoa joe walkaway move right like you miss and that's what happened here if this was a real fight real fights do this you go swinging you miss you trip over the fucking furniture and then you you hop up real quick while the other guy tries to take advantage but he missed and he fell you know what i mean like it's it's so very real so that was great and the announcers played it off well they were like I look, he's so enraged, he couldn't even see where he was going. He was just zoned in on. Uh, oh, the announce team is a theme throughout this episode, too. These guys are killing it. The the This group, the chemistry, the just the way they approach how they interact with each other and, and what they talk about is so great. I'm loving this announce combination right now. And this was no, this was the props I want to give them is that they were like, they just rolled with the punches, man. Like, Hey, he fell. Yeah. Yeah. He fell. Like, wouldn't you look, look, he's crazy right now. He's ready to fucking, he's ready to bite his head off. Yeah. And, and they going to the commentary team, as we continue to talk about dynamite, they do, they seem like they're genuinely having fun. They get serious when they need to, which again, we'll talk yeah. about in a little bit, but when they're just going to be watching, not not to be yeah. disrespectful to any match, but like throwaway matches, they're going to approach it as such. Mm-hmm. They're going to give you kind of they give they're they're really great at giving shit to each other, even yes. on things that maybe we don't know, like maybe inside jokes amongst the three of them. They're really great at, but they they approach every situation with the seriousness it deserves. So when it is a knockdown dragout fight like Hangman and John Moxley, they are they're like, oh my god, yeah, look at this. When this is crazy, it's nuts. But then when something like William Regal, which again, we'll talk about in just a moment. When that happens, they get serious and the, the joking stops and they approach it as such. So yeah, yeah I really like this team too. They do a really good job. 
I want a little bit more Tony Schiavone, but that's just because I love Tony Schiavone. Yeah. You know, yeah. But anyhow. But I like this. I mean, it, I'm, and another thing they kept hitting on was like, hey, man, what are you supposed to be here today? He was just here getting cleared, and apparently he ain't waiting. And I love that too, right? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. A, this signals to me, Hangman is back and ready, or at least will be ready by the time we tell the story. Right. And I can't wait because I feel like we got cheated out of this story to some extent, obviously with the with the injury and the animosity feels real, right? Like they, these guys made it feel like an actual fight, and I loved it, loved every minute. And of it. It, it's a logical comeback story for Hangman Adam Page. The guy that took him out of commission was John Moxley. Now John Moxley is a tweener baby face heel whatever he kind of wants to be but for hang it, it would be a disservice if hangman came back as a mystery partner for uh, kenny omega right kenny omega needs a partner to take on someone else and it's hangman it'd be like ag okay but like didn't john moxley concuss him when he want to fight that guy and so i like that it was john moxley that brought him from the backstage to the ring and again like like the announcer said Apparently in kayfabe, he was only supposed to get cleared from the doctors and then, you know, join us next week for whatever we may have planned for him. But no, no, no. These two were fighting and kicking each other till they went to the back, which another great thing that AEW typically doesn't do, which I want a little bit more of, is we've talked about they do really good chaos where things are bumping into each other and that's how it happens. Think back to Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. gets choked out by Brian Danielson. CM Punk is doing an interview. Eddie Kingston walks by and just like, you giving me a, a side look. There they go with their feud, right? So they do those things pretty well. But typically, they'll do a segment and then we move to the next thing. With this, which I, I liked a lot, is they fight, they go to the back. We go to, I believe, a Brian Danielson-Dax Harwood match. After that's done, then we go back to the back because they're they're still fighting they're still each fighting. other back yep. there. Yeah, so well, I like. And it was that. another nice touch because it was very useful for later where they use that then very setting of, hey, they've both been removed from the building because then William Regal sets up. us up for the long situation that right. we get later. Yeah, absolutely, he's done very well. Done very yeah, well. so let's get back in chronological order. As I mentioned, Brian Danielson and Dax Harwood took on each other. This came about from Rampage, where mm-hmm. after. Uh, FTR's match with Top Flight. Uh, Dax just did a backstage promo. I was like, hey, it's the end of the year. We've had a hell of a year. Uh, I want to end it with one more big bang. I'm going to take on the best wrestler in the world. And that's you, Brian Danielson. Uh, see me Wednesday night. Brian Danielson said, yeah, okay, say my name. You know, you play the music and I'll dance, is what Brian Danielson said. And these two guys, with no buildup at all, just hard hitting action. You would have thought these two hated each other. They're kicking, yeah. they're punching. It was physical. What did you think of the match? Uh, match was good, right? A good, a good brawling wrestling match uh, out of these two. This felt old school. It felt like an old school setup with 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 a pair of old school guys. Even though Danielson is, you know, not necessarily the oldest school of wrestling, but I mean, he's got a mat based mm-hmm. groundwork. But just. The, the thing with Dax doing these is it's unique. It sticks out, right? It's this tag team specialist, arguably one of the greatest tag teams, uh, arguably the greatest tag team in the world. But here's this guy saying, but that ain't all. Like, mm-hmm. I can also go toe-to-toe. It's just interesting they're not both saying that, right? It's just the one guy being like, you know, <laughs> like, I can do this. Um, yeah. So that's a, a little unique to me. I don't know if that ever plays into anything ever, but – it's it does feel 
it does feel like it's it's out of place and doesn't have a whole lot of meaning to anything. So I wouldn't say I was like super invested in the outcome, but it was enjoyable for what it was. It it I think at, at its best it adds more to the Dax FDR character of like no no no, no. I'm not mm-hmm. just the greatest tag team wrestler in the world. I'm also one of the best wrestlers period in the world, and he tries to back it up. So I don't hate that. Yeah, I don't hate it either. Now Brian Danielson gets the win here. And post-match, Danielson puts his hand out. Uh, Hardwood teases like he's going to walk past him. Then he comes back. Like, ah, yeah, that was fun. You know? The thing that I will say is now, as you mentioned, Dax has done this a couple times. I can't recall all the singles matches he's had. And, and yeah. you know, they both have had singles matches, but it's been more Dax than... than uh, it's been more him anyone. saying, like, I'm going to show you I can right. do it on my own, too. Yeah. The thing I would say, though, is, okay, and I like it, and this was very entertaining especially in the moment as you're watching it live. However, there's only so many times you could say, and then I want to take on Claudio. And it's like, well, you're going to lose to Claudio. Like he has to get some victories here or else then it's just like, Hey, we know now why you're a tag wrestlers. Cause you can't do this by yourself. You know what I mean? So if he's going to do more of these where it's Samoa Joe, I'm going to challenge you have him win because you can't just have him lose because, then it's not interesting. It could be a good match, but it's a, you know, it's a story. It's like watching a rom-com, you know, they're going to get together. So why yeah. the fuck watch the movie? You know, so, you know, I would say, you know, we've had this discussion of like, who's the greatest tag team in the world. And I, I would say the thing that maybe I would deduct points on FTR is it's been a bit now where the only thing they're saying is nobody's better than us. A little right? young. And, and it's kind of yeah. like, and so I'm kind of like, okay, Cool. You're proving that in the tag team realm. Fine enough. Mm-hmm. Like you can make solid arguments there. But when you go, nobody's better than me in the singles, and I've seen you lose a three of them now. Yeah. Like, yeah, you put up a good fight, but I, I again gotta think there's a level of expert like this is the pros, right? Like yeah. you ought to be able to get stop in there it. and at least <laughs> run around a little bit, right? Like throw in or, a punch or, or two. Yeah, or just stop. Like you can't stop it. You're not doing this yeah, anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> So anyhow, mentioned uh, that Brian Danielson gets the win. Then they embrace, even though Dax kind of teased that he wouldn't. Uh, after the break, we go backstage. Tony Schiavone's with Ricky Starks. He said, hey, I'm facing uh, MJF at Winter is Coming. But you know what? I want to take everything that motherfucker has. And I'm paraphrasing. Obviously, he didn't say that. But he goes, yeah, I'm entering myself into the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Which, Tim, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not this smart. This is a miss for me. But I don't. But I don't know what the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal is. Is it a shot at the champion if you win, or you just get a ring? Yeah, I don't remember because the only one I ever remember winning this is MJF. Like, what happened? He's won the it three years? times. No, that's all. It's Nobody been MJF, is... MJF, MJF. He's the only one. Is to he win. in this one too or not? Now he doesn't have to, right? He's the now he doesn't have to. But I don't know. But yeah, but what... like it, they treat it like so. It's like like a year long title, right? It's like a King of the Ring. That's what I think they're trying to say it is, which is cool. And I understand Ricky Starks and his angle here where he's like, hey, that's your thing. Well, I'm taking it, too, because I don't like anything that you do and I can do everything better than you. So I like yeah, all the extra Starks. things that aren't titles. It would be fun if he was like, I'm going to take that from you. Yeah. And that's what it seems like he's doing. So I yeah. like Ricky Starks here saying, I'm going to go into this because that's your thing. And I'm going to take that thing also from you. The thing that I need a little bit more clarity on is. What is the thing? What does it mean? Like, yeah. is it the king of the ring? So who, yay, you get a ring or is it a title shot? Yeah. Or is it, the, uh, you get to pick the spot in the next 
ladder match for the casino battle yeah. royal or you know what i mean well my block strongest man in the chat here says is a dynamite diamond ring like a white castle of fear easy easy i hope not now the dynamite diamond ring helps mjf knock people out right like, yeah he's known for. But, but what is it like uh, it, it's as far as i understand it's a bragging rights right yeah i think it's a king of the ring for them i think it's a king of the ring but i need a little bit more stakes on it yeah you know what i mean and let's it's also a slammy. Royal. Let's not have a ring. Let's get him a good old slammy. Well, but if if it's if it's King of the Ring esque, then do a tournament, right? A battle royal doesn't necessarily. Yeah, battle royal is yeah. Put Satnam Singh in there. Who the fuck's gonna throw him out? Right, like that's what I would. You know what I mean? So yeah, anyhow, I mean, it would take a lot for me to have to do it again. Yeah, man. Remember we met him this year. Yeah. God, he I made remember. My like neck still hurts. Child. Yeah. Oh man, my shoulder. That's how I got this shoulder issue. He shook it. He Sat shook it in his hand. Yeah. 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 The no, vibrations my shoulder. The, yeah, yeah, that's right. He put his hand on my shoulder and crushed him the way. Yeah. I got a damn tumor in my shoulder. Yeah, Thanks, right. Yeah. It assumed that much pressure had to be cancer. And it just. Yeah. Freaking... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Satin, I'm going to call your lawyer. No, I'm kidding. Uh, okay. So after Tony Schiavone talks to Ricky Starks, uh, then again, we're showing backstage Adam Page and John Moxley fighting each other. And that's how they get escorted out of the out of the building. Again, we talked about that. But then we go to what was a little bit weird as far as what they said. But I didn't necessarily hate the segment. So for whatever reason, the JAS without Jericho and Claudio and Yuta we're on a soundstage in Nashville. Yeah. Why? I don't Did know. anyone say why? No, I don't know it why. Was so confusing. But I love that segment. I oh, the segment <laughs> yeah. was fun, but the logic made no sense. Why aren't you there? Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they were on site, like why they were there. But uh, first of all, this is again, this is what we said. Use Jake Hager sparingly for one or two lines like this, right? Where he's like, listen. Look, I love this hat. You'll love this hat too, right? Here, put on. We could be a tag team. We could be <laughs> just good stuff. I love the the just the the little shots they managed to take. They're like, you could be a Swiss banker, right? Like just the little digs in there. All of that was done really well. And to Claudio's credit, he was like, "The fuck the hell with this, man! <laughs> like you guys are some chumps. This isn't what I came here for. Like I'm done with this. Let's get in the ring. Let's fight. Love it. Yeah. Although. I always side with the shit talker in those situations because it shows to me that you just ain't that good in this setting. And so I wish Claudio had some lines ready where he could have shot back at JS to shut them up, but he kind of just looks angry and befuddled and And it's like, well, that's not cool or relatable. Like, I don't want to be that guy who just gets angry and has to walk away. Right. So he kind of looked like a goof. Now, the second part of this is Willer Yuta sitting there and he's like i hate you guys <laughs> and i hate you daniel garcia but the fucking thing that's on my mind is you have my title so at the december 10th ring of honor pay-per-view me and you i'm finally going to take that title from you uh you're a bitch ass hoe i'm out again paraphrasing but that's yeah. what he said essentially oh but i even like that the the js was like okay you're like we're not scared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just, sure. Uh, yeah. Fine. Well, and again, they were awesome because they took yeah. all the the steam out of the yeah. the combat or Blackpool combat. Yeah, they just like, joked it away the whole time, just like you're a joke. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, yeah. what are we? You know, yeah, yeah they no sold everything that they said. They agreed to the match 
Daniel Garcia, Willie Yuta. It'll still be fine. That'll be fun. Uh, another good match to uh, another reason to buy the pay per view, right? Sure. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna see that at Final Battle, the December tenth Ring of Honor pay per view. So we go to commercial break, come back, and we get a TNT Championship match. It is champion Samoa Joe taking on the newest signing to AEW, AR Fox. And I will say this on the front side. I, again, I think I said this last time, I was a fan of Evolve. AR Fox was the heartbeat of that promotion. If you're not familiar with AR Fox, a lot of the stuff that Top Flight does, a lot of the stuff even the Young Bucks do, uh, they are predated by AR Fox. He's kind of the originator, none greater of that style. Obviously there are people even before him, but you get what I'm saying. Modern day flips and shits in America. AR Fox is your guy. So I would recommend if you don't know who this guy is, YouTube it, get familiar with them. But this was a fun match. Samoa Joe, AR Fox, TNT championship match. What'd you think? Uh, just that it was fun. I mean, again, it felt a little filler, but that's, you know, Samoa Joe just won the TNT championship. That's very common, right? We have a match out the gate that isn't really, this isn't leading to a pay-per-view, right? But we need the champ to wrestle. And and this was fine. AR Fox puts on a good show, like you said. And we got the spot I referenced earlier, but with a bit of a unique twist where the, as we say, miss sometimes, right? So Samoa Joe, to his credit, is like the only guy who seems to just, you see somebody going up for a top rope thing. He's like, well, I'm just going to walk away from that and let them hit the ground. And he looks back like, you idiots. Well, they are Fox. That guy can land on his feet. And so here he's like this chump and turns around to a boot to his face, right? Like that spot. But that's kind of the only thing that maybe really I think I'll remember well, long term from it, right? But then he did it again. So then inside the mm, ring, which AR Fox mm, did another flip. And Samoa Joe's like, no, I'm going to clown you, see? <laughs> yeah, and walked yeah. away. So I like that yeah. he still got a shit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good match. It showed that AR Fox is of the upper echelon, not uh, the, you know, Devarians and uh, who's that diet Brock Lesnar guy? That guy, you know, he's not of that caliber. He's a little bit higher than on the Parker Boudreaux or something. Like that. Yeah. Whatever, diet Brock. Um, but Samoa Joe gets the win. Uh, after the match, Joe calls himself the king of television. I love that name. If you're going to be the TV champ, just say you're the king of television. That yeah. rules. I like that a lot. I like it. Yeah, that was a good line. Now, what doesn't rule is what Wardlow said. Now, Wardlow, Ugh. side note, looked amazing. That guy looked like the lead of every lifetime christmas special movie you're gonna watch that gets the girl well yeah you could tell me like if i'm somewhere and they're like hey clear the way we got vip coming through and wardlow walks so i'm like yep i don't know yep. what he does but yep that guy's yep, important totally makes sense yeah you know the chiefs or something he, like he's <laughs> you know you're yeah. just like yeah he is dreamy but what he is not good at so far is coming up with one-liners because uh, wardlow's world Sounds like the third level of a new Mario video game. Like, I yeah. don't give a shit about Wardlow's world. That's a yeah. dumb. Like Saturday yeah. morning cartoons here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Luigi's side quest to to get on the same level as Mario. It's Wardlow's world. <laughs> Look at me. It's fuck out of here, dork. But Wardlow. Um, so they're gonna Yeah, I just fight. hope I just don't like uh, yeah, I think we've said this. The the Wardlow run as a top guy is out and he's not going to get it back from this feud with Samoa Joe. So I don't know where we go from here. I, 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 I'd have Samoa Joe walk away with the title at the end of this. And I don't know what I'd do with Wardlow. So 
what would you do with this? Because we also saw a video package of Powerhouse Hobbs talking about, hey, you want to know the book of Hobbs and where it originated? And these streets right here. And you saw guys playing dice. And when Powerhouse walked by, I was like, hey, fuck, is that guy going to rob us? Like, what the hell? And Powerhouse is kind of like, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe I will. Yeah. I don't know. So, and I like this if we're going to say more, who is Powerhouse Hobbs? This is legit. Will Powerhouse Hobbs upbringing from what he's told us. Um, and so that's great. I just, that's good character work. Does it like, I don't know that that's going to be a store, right? Like I don't, I don't want to use, I grew up in the ghetto as part of the story, right? The ghetto is improper term, but you know what I mean? Like I, and Mm -hmm. I, I just, so it's good character work, but I think I already understood that about Powerhouse Hobbs, I guess, but I guess if they hadn't put that in front of the camera, that's fine. Um, I just, I don't know where, like, why we're seeing this vignette now, right? That's the one that stuck out to me. That's a debut vignette. Yes. That's what I felt is this is when I don't know who this person even is. Mm -hmm. This is Razor Ramon's introduction videos. Right. right? But we've seen Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs is one of the few that had a match with CM Punk. You know what I mean? We've seen him in high caliber spots. So I don't need to be resetting Powerhouse Hobbs. The only thing I think you could, not the only thing, again, AEW so far has had very creative ideas that I thought were better than some of the ones I could come up with. And I think I'm fucking good. You know what I mean? But the only thing I can think of is now MJF is the champion. And I don't think powerhouse Hobbs is going after the championship. However, the only thing that can contrast the, the mean streets of New York would be the high class, limo rides of mjf or people like that so i just don't know who that is so yeah yeah. and again he lost to samoa joe and so he just retreats to his yeah there's some details in there that we need to figure out but for me look i got my action figures up here t-mac toy wrestling if you want to check it out this is what needs to fucking happen right there tnt champion paras hops yeah, but I think we could have called this back when when the the Wardlow thing was going. I think we understood that was because of MJF's storytelling, mm-hmm. and I like if if we had to decide between hey, we've got two guys of similar stature and a similar attack to the wrestling style, between Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow. If you weren't making them a tag team, I don't know why you had two separate acts doing the same thing. And I would I would stick with the Powerhouse Hobbs over the Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I was running with a one of them. Now, you mentioned Wardlow and you also mentioned MJF. That takes us right into our next segment. MJF debuts on Dynamite, one, a new championship, and two, that he is now our AEW champion. This had a lot in it. For as great as long, MJF yeah. is, it was a bit long-winded. Now, the end of it, we got the shit we were looking for. And to his credit... He was tasked with talk about the firm, talk about your challengers, talk about how this regal thing came about, bring up the new title and then do the regal thing. Like he had five things to do. So it wasn't like he could do that in two minutes. Yeah, you're right. And he did do all those things. And I think if we were to drop any off, you could have avoided the talk of the firm. We could have got to that later. Nobody was, that wasn't the first question on everybody's mind. I don't think. Right. right? But he brought it up. I, I like, and what he said was fine. Right. Like, Hey, you know what? I don't blame him. 
you saw a weakness. In fact, I'd have done the same thing. I would have, I think may, it might have fit a little bit better if you would have been like, but this is your warning, right? Like, can't get away with that again, right? Like that yeah. kind of thing maybe. But that's fine. He rolled that off and moved on. And then he starts digging into more. The title thing got me because I thought, oh, we're debuting a new title. That's fine. It's been a couple of years. This will be all right. And then it's just the Burberry. Burberry. <laughs> just Burberry. That's just so the belt yeah, is Burberry. Like- that's so great. Because I don't even remember because my wife was sitting uh, next to me and she was reading her book. I was like, hey, they're going to debut a new title. And she's like, oh, well, we'll look like I was like, let's see together. And then they, you know, Regal pulls off the the black, uh, the black curtain there. And she's like, that's the same thing. And then they zoom in. I was like, but it's Burberry. And she's like, (laughs) she's aware of who MJF is, right? Yes. She's like, Mm -hmm. God, yeah, MJF. that's a great heel move, right? Like, yeah, he shit on the how ugly the title was. It was classless, tacky, looked terrible, reminded me of all the other people that wore it. So I need something new, something that'll look, you know, completely unique. And then it's the same thing. <laughs> it's just got his Burberry on. It's so great. Now, one thing, one thing that they could do that I think a lot of people would be into, because if you go look at WWEshop.com, they have this, is customized titles now i don't know how much that's going to cost you right but go on wwe shop you can get the kansas city Chiefs super bowl uh wwe title you can get the undertaker yeah oh these title belts are the price of a of a decent new car right like they're they're five figures and and mid uh you know what i mean like range but but if the payoff is the marketing right yeah but if you're just changing the thing I mean, you could sell a lot of that, right? Hangman gets the title back. He puts fucking, uh, you know, like bull horns on the top yep. of it. You sell that, you know, like you could do some things with that. So I'm not hating the idea of customized titles. I just thought the, the build up and then the payoff was a little. Some hangman bull horns on the. Yeah, <laughs> I would hate it. <laughs> I'd buy good it. Good stuff. Yeah. So the thing that I thought was the most interesting. And I am not one of these guys who's like, oh, I told you so. Because, again, you got a fucking story right. Cool. Nerd. But what I did like is he named some people of, like, who he kind of wants to fight indirectly. First person he mentions. Well, so the first person I want to talk about is Ricky Starks. Obviously, winter is coming. So that's good. Get that one in there. He mentions Brian Danielson. Brian Mm -hmm. Danielson starts to get the side eye from William Regal. William Regal kind of is like, wait a minute, what? Hey, we're cool with like throwing John Moxley to the side, but you talking about, about my son again, he's not his real, but you know what? He gave him the look like, let's, let's stop there. We don't need to talk about Blackpool combat club anymore. He also mentions the mad King, Eddie Kingston and says, he'll never be champion again. And I'm telling you the money, the you could just have a money tree with this feud of Eddie Kingston, the Dusty Rhodes of 2023, mm-hmm. and MJF, the Ric Flair of 2023, and just fucking go. And I would uh, like not always together, but kind of like how JES and Blackpool oh, Combat Club are diametrically the vignettes, opposite. The- the the promos all of that will be oh but i would always have them bump into each other bump out bump like from now on these two need to be connected at the hip because they are diametrically opposite oh again yeah if this were kayfabe we believe all this is real we're watching this those two dudes hate each other 
Yeah. They don't get along. They don't drink the same booze. They don't go after the same women. They don't like the same music. They don't wear the same clothes. Nothing. Nothing. They don't vote for the same people. (laughs) Nothing. They hate each other. But they're both competitive alpha males, alpha being Mm -hmm. in air quotes. And so that's what makes them so similar. And so, yes, I just now if I'm guessing if I have the pin here, here it is again. I think we get through Ricky Starks. I think we even do some stuff after winter is coming. Maybe shenanigans gets MJF a a win. We do a rematch, something like that. Then we get Brian Danielson because what we're going to talk about here in just a second. But then the payoff next summer, you do Eddie Kingston, MJF, you crown Eddie Kingston. I cry. I hand over my credit card to AEW. I say, do whatever you want with it. I have a high spending limit. This is the greatest thing in the world. Don't spend that all in one place. Actually, I mean, you might only be able to spend that in one place, but you know, it's whatever. I I have good credit, so you can go wherever you want with it, pal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, any one place, but probably just one place. (laughs) But Eddie Kingston is champion. I just, I cannot wait. So the reason why I said Brian Danielson we're going to get to pretty quick is they talk about how this came about. MJF said he got an email from Regal. Regal's like, hey, I see something in you. I could take you to heights that you've never been before. MJF says, sure. And so that's how the swerve on John Moxley happened. And then as he's kind of wrapping up the promo, you see him put on brass knuckles, walks behind Regal. Regal's like, ha, ha, ha. Still kind of, hey, what the hell? He's talking about Brian Danielson. Still seemed a little upset about that. And then MJF, whop, hits him with the brass knuckles. William Regal fell fell down dead. Fell down dead. 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 And I can't remember exactly because I didn't write it down. And I'm not going to look it up because we don't fact check. But he essentially said like, hey, I'm going to tell you what you told me. The times have passed you by and all this mm. stuff. And when you got good stuff, hit me up yeah. then. So, you know, when he first ever approached the William Regal aspect of this, he mentions the email that William Regal, he said, keep sending me things. And I kept sending you things. And then you came back and were like, hey, we only take the best of the best. Like, step it up. And when you do, you know what I mean? When you get something better than average, call me. And so he repeated that verbatim, only changing the MJF Industries or whatever instead of WWE. And just, I mean, we've said this before. MJF is a master at... He, the payoff for this moment and this episode was sprinkled in seven weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? Like seven yeah. weeks ago into something else that we thought was going a completely different way on a minor character becomes uh, a callback for a major moment. And that is the stuff where that's what makes him, I feel, in my opinion, light years better than most doing this right now. Everyone, except for yeah. Eddie Kingston. But he did sprinkle in the, he's like, hey, he's, he's back to the bidding war of 2024. And he says, and hopefully the con will will pay up. And he's like, oh, and I'm not talking about Tony, right? Talking about my good old Jolly St. Nick, right? And trips, yeah. right? Like throwing those in there. Um, you know, because that's going to be good fodder for the Twitters and, the, and all that. That's good stuff. That angle of the promo. I'll, I'll, let's talk about that a little bit. So yeah. we'll, we'll back up a little bit. That angle of the promo is getting a little bit tiresome. Little That's tongue a little, in cheek is It's a little bit over. Yeah, it's a little yeah, like get closer to 2024 and saying it, but like 
brother, I don't want to hear that for 12 months. You know what I mean? Now, with that being said, yeah, I don't need to find, I don't need to hear your inventive ways to say the word triple over the next 13 weeks. Right. Right. But the, the aspect that I did like is he got a, in front of, oh, you guys are cheering me. Well, guess what? You're going to boo me in like three weeks because you're going to say I'm boring or I don't wrestle and all this. And he's like, suck it. <laughs> that was which, awesome. is, which is why, why this is so great that he said that is because timestamp anybody, you know, the millions and millions of fans watching this at home on YouTube. Uh-huh. Come on. Timestamp this. That is exactly what is going to happen. Oh, it probably is exactly what is going to happen. So let's go as good as MJF is. And we love him. Like there are going to be people that be like, he just says the same thing over and over again. Be like, no, he doesn't. He, he delivers the same way. He has the same pomp and, you know, like pompous attitude, but what he's saying is there, but anyway, that's what they're going to say. And it's, and I mean, I like that. He said, no, no, I'm not going to wrestle much because I'm an attraction. You fucking marks. (laughs) Like, yeah idiots so let's wrap this up and then we'll go on a quick side quest so mjf (laughs) leaves uh william regal laying they take him out on a stretcher as they take him out on a stretcher brian danielson runs out he doesn't have one boot on he has like it looks like he just came out of the shower and half dressed Mm -hmm. to run out there to be next to william regal he should have had like shampoo and soap on yeah that would have been a nice touch So they, so they stretcher him out. They take him into the hospital or they take him in the ambulance to take him to the hospital. Brian Danielson leaves with them. And now here, let's go on a quick side quest. Cause I said this on our Twitter at table show. And I will say this till I'm mm. red in the face with anger, but mm. you, I, I, it's so maddening. I don't even know the exact words of insults because I can't think of the right one, except for ones that I can't say of just how, fucking miserable you stupid fans are that when you saw a great angle on television and you saw oh my god again we're watching tv here oh my god mjf left william regal laying that man dead we've been told was not supposed to be hit because of how fragile he is might not ever walk again and mjf went there and he left on a stretcher and so i go on twitter expecting stupidly to talk about the things we fucking saw on television. But you fucks all want to write. This is him going to WWE. See, this is Triple H did the tweet on the SummerSlam or whatever the uh, Survivor Series of War Games. And that man- Shut the fuck up. Like, I want to hit every one of you in the fucking face for just being, because who cares about your dumb fucking guesses about what really happens? Like watch television. I love, I love Tim. When me and you talk about what do you think is going to happen in this story on the television that we're fucking watching or phone or however you're consuming it. Right. What, how is this going to happen on the television? But no one gives a fuck about your stupid guesses about yeah. backstage. Like you're some insider, like you're fucking Adam Scheffler with the fucking ESPN NFL insider shit. No one cares about you like that. Just fucking talk about what you see on television. It's so dumb. Yeah. How? Well, cause like, again, and, and it's, it's like you said, like, I think, look, man, if, if when triple H took over, we were like, all right, well, who's all the people he's going to bring back. Of course, William Regal is on that list that everybody was like, well, yeah, I'll probably go back at some point. But like, I don't like, 
I don't need to know. Like when it happens, I'll be like, ah, this is the moment. Like I will just see it when it happens. Right. Like he'll eventually his contract will be up and he'll probably go back there because he has a higher job there than probably than he has here. Today. It's like, fine, fine. But like, I don't, I don't need to like, see, like you're saying the on-screen thing and be like, this is it. This is when he signs the contract now over there. Like, I don't care. Like, but I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. But it misses the point. The point of that segment was MJF went heel on the villain. Oh my God. What else could the devil do next? That's the point of the fucking segment. And now yeah. potentially you've ignited the American dragon, right? The, the greatest wrestler in the company that's what we've been told millions of times from cm punk to Dax right because how's he gonna react about this you know how is he gonna react to it so the ending talking point should be oh fuck mjf is about to get his ass kicked by the greatest wrestler in the world and mjf is willing to go to depths we didn't even know so what would he do to keep his title yeah and instead (laughs) and instead tim the conversation is Oh, so he's going WWE. Like, well, and that's fucking it. ruined it. So, and that's it. Is I think, like, if I don't follow Twitter for a whole lot of other television shows, right? But I imagine I don't see if, let's say, I'm watching, I don't know, fill in the blank, Law and Order. If they kill a character on the show, I don't think I, I feel like I go on Twitter and see people going, like, ah, see, now his contract's up because he's going to start starring in this movie. Uh, and he's got a film over there. Like, I, I just don't feel like that's the major talking point. Sure, somebody may bring it up, like TMZ or something, but like, it it doesn't. It's not the driving force of the to show. To me, yeah. To me, they killed the William Regal character here, and now we have Brian Danielson, who has said the last couple of weeks, "This man is my father." You know, in Big, so many words. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he's a figure, but. So now he's going to come back to that. And and my mind more went to first instead of anything about William Regal was, okay, so then when he's upset and he's like, I'm going to murder MJF's face, who's with me? Come on, Mox. And Mox is like, I don't give a fuck. Right. And then he's like, okay. what do you mean you don't give a fuck? And he'd be like, what do you mean I don't give a fuck? And then what do we have there, right? That was where I thought. But again, to your, like you're saying, no, no, that's not what people want to talk about apparently. They want to talk about how he's going to go back so he can say, whoa, games. Or, yeah. That's all you want? That's all you want? Like, you just want him back so you can hear war games? They can play that on a a recording. Well, but (laughs) it goes back to one of the things that I still just dislike about this whole internet wrestling community. It's the number one driving force of what I dislike about being in this space is people want to be propped up for guesses or for... Uh, predictions. I know he's going to go to WWE. And then when he does, I told you so. Who the fuck cares what you guessed, right? Or William Regal turns on John Moxley at full. Yeah. Told you so. See, this is what was going to happen. Who gives a fuck? Just have fun. Guess if you're right. Cool. It's a fucking TV show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Who shot JR? I bet you fucks weren't guessing like, oh, dude, I told you it was a dream the whole fucking time. No one shot JR. <laughs> like you fucking dummies yeah dummies Old guy reference. LA night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <so. laughs> yeah yeah i've been saying that so much but yeah but like it's not cool you're not cool you're not special you're not smart 
Yeah, you also don't have some sort of insider knowledge. Like, everybody's already talking about this. Like, we all understood William Regal is destined to go back to NXT. Uh, side quest. <laughs> side note. But I don't like, think he should. Cares? I feel like he's gotten better television time here than as mm-hmm. the commissioner of NXT. He was boring over there. Sorry. Well, but, like, I don't care. I just, I just want to see yeah, also my yeah, right. stories. Like, if he stays with AEW, I will not go to anyone and be like, see, I told you. You said he was going to go to WWE, and yeah. he stayed. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't shut up. Like, shut yeah. up. Yeah, this was an amazing story told. Being told. Yeah. And everybody wants to say, like, see, it's over for him now. He's gone. Yeah. Tim, like, Tim, we're going to clip this, and we're going to post it on our social media. I'll even time it for you, because you're smarter than me with the clipping and stuff. But, like, if you are the fucking person who just talks about backstage, and this is what Tony, Tony Khan's backstage meeting, shut the fuck up. Like, fight me. I want to beat you in the face with how dumb your fucking wrestling habits are. Tom is not holding back. Tom is upset with I'm you. I'm fucking mad, man. You're ruining mm-hmm. something that's fun. That was a good fucking segment. And all you dumb shits want to talk about is the real-life status of where William Regal will work. So Ricky Starks took on Ari Davari next. But before he does... <laughs> the match begins with uh, Stokely Hathaway and Ethan this Page. This episode is going to be called out. Side Quest. We've had a couple <laughs> side <Yeah>. quests. <laughs> so Stokely Hathaway, Ethan Page, and hmm. Matt Hardy walk out. And if you've been paying attention to Elevation and Dark, you know that <laughs> yeah. Matt Hardy and Private Party. Is, yeah, and Private Party. Their contracts are owned by the firm, and they've been going back and forth with they disobey the firm. The firm gets pissed, but ah, shit. And then they go on. Matt Hardy gets a big pop. He gets the fans chanting. Da, da, da. They tell him to get the fuck out. He says, okay. Ethan Page then says, hey, Ricky, you're going to that uh, dynamite diamond ring. So am I. And then Ricky starts like, cool. And then beats Ari Davari, And that's it. What did you think? This kind of was weird, right? Yeah, it was weird. Uh, the, the the biggest smile was when you know Matt Hardy's doing his delete thing. He's like, "Man, you better get your ass back!" <laughs> like, wrong. He's like, "This is supposed to hype up Ethan Page right now." You know that. <laughs> love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, they're I, really good. Again, the firm. I, I will love the firm if they're not involved in anything too major, right? If we get side storylines are sprinkled in with with Stokely Hathaway annoyed because his gang of misfits can't seem to do a few things right, but they still. You know what I mean? Still get a victory or two for an Ethan Page or something like that. I, I think the firm works fine here with the characters they have. Um, anything more than this, I think, will be a little bit well, nauseating. But I, I liked this here. It just, again, felt a little bit filler. Uh, but, again, at least it had an entertaining cast of characters around the filler, if you will. It wasn't just Ethan yeah. Page coming out being like, I think you suck. Just like these yeah. people. I just would the, the match seemed odd. I would have had during that promo, mm. Davari, who's a heel, yeah, try to give a get a roll up on Ricky Starks, and then Ricky Starks roll that rolls that out into his finisher. Hey, guess what? That's why I'm so good. But it just felt like we all watch up on the ramp. Now that's dumb. Done. Now we Come fight. To me, yeah. And then I'm done with you. And it was like, well, man, you even made look made him look more like a chump than he was before. But. I, Ricky Starks, I felt like he did get that backstage interview and he got this match. I just feel like turn it up a little bit more. I want more Ricky. St- what? Again, yeah. 
we don't have he a good unifying the... reason for what he's doing. I want to get well, behind this character and I like doing the thing and you know what I mean? Like, but I, but what's what's he chasing? What do we really want here? Well, but that's what I was gonna say is very similar to how earlier in the night we talked about Powerhouse Hobbs gets this origin story of kind of like what a debut is. Maybe at this current moment, give that to Ricky Starks and tell me why he wants this championship so bad. Because mm-hmm. everyone wants to be champion, right? From yeah. our best friend, Cutie Marshall, to John Moxley and everyone else on the roster wants to be the champion of the world. But why specifically for Ricky Starks as we go into winter is coming? That's what I wish was a little bit more clearly defined. Maybe we get that next week, but this just felt like Ricky Starks. Okay, so what next? Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like so. Yeah. Okay. So again, Ricky Starks. It's gets Dana Brooke. <laughs> yeah. We find out Ricky Starks and Ethan Page will be in that dynamite diamond ring battle royal. So that'll be something to watch. Uh, after this match, rolls right off the uh, Yep. Just like just like it should. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage and Britt Baker is talking with Tony Schiavone. And again, Jamie Hader doesn't get to speak, uh, but she says, hey, why does Soraya keep getting these sit downs? Because on Friday night, again, we record on Thursday, Friday night, Soraya will do a sit down with Renee Paquette. And she says, Tony, next week you talk to Jamie Hader. And they go, "Okay, fine, sure. And then that's the end of the segment. So what do you think of that? Well, yes, that again, right? Jamie Hader can't get a word in edgewise because Baker's doing all the talking for her, even though Hader is the champion. But also, the last couple of weeks, I've picked up on a little bit of of shade she's throwing Tony Schiavone's way. This used to be they were friends, and he was all in on the thing. Now it's like, shut the fuck up, do what I said, do, do the fucking do the DMD thing. Don't you fucking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, fine. So, uh oh, like no, <laughs> right? Like, uh oh, trouble in paradise. There, I don't like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. What happens there? Yeah, I think we're headed for this hater Baker throwdown, right? Eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. But again, it's slow rolling. Get, it's slow rolling there. Yeah. We're not there yet, but and we're we, going to get there. And so next week we get a sit down interview, hopefully with Jamie Hader. That should tell us a lot. Cause if Britt Baker just cuts her off every time, maybe we just shotgun that right now, but should be interesting to see what happens there. And that kicked off Tim, the women's quarter hour, because then after that, we got Willow Nightingale taking on Anna JS and for as angry as I get at the stupid internet wrestling fans that I just talked about earlier, I get just as happy seeing Willow on my TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think she's the best. I want to give her a hug. I want to just talk about puppies and what's her favorite kind of chocolate. And I just want to see her beat the shit out of Anna JS. And I loved it. And this is checked all the boxes for me, except for I didn't get to give her a hug. What'd you think? Uh, good. And I, we had kind of said this too, like sometimes we've got these folks that we're getting behind, but we got to win something. Right. And a little bit to shock and awe. I was kind of surprised we got to win here. Yeah. Again, I think she's great. I said this on, uh, our Twitter at table show again and, uh, hashtag tweet table or write us an email, whatever you feel like. Tell me what you think about this, Tim. I don't know if you saw the tweet. Willow Nightingale bubbly just great again you just want to give her a hug and just skip i always just want to skip when i see her walking out I'm like i'm skipping with her she's great what would you think of a mixed tag with her 
and our favorite wrestler, Eddie Kingston. Wouldn't Ugh. that be just great? The grumpiness and happiness just mixed yeah, together. If, if like he's trying to teach her how to be more vicious. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? You know, and she's about? like, listen, you need to relax. You need to like yeah. calm down. Look at this beautiful skyline over here. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking and about? You right just catch I got a... stabbed over in that building once. <laughs> <laughs> but then like as the relationship progresses, like you catch him mouthing the words to the newest taylor swift song and she's like what'd you do and he's like no yeah. i didn't say nothing like, or, or like yeah we like she says something and we catch him smiling and she's like oh, and he's like what no no no, <laughs> no. and then she walks no. off and he's like i'm the anti-hero yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah that would be great yeah if he's humming her her entrance music right yeah yeah that would be good i just think they picks up a lollipop she left or something and he's like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think they would be great. They just yeah. seem so much fun together. But after he wins the but, world heavyweight title and then after right. he wins the world yeah. heavyweight championship and after she wins the TBS championship, mm-hmm. but we'll get there in just a second. After the match here, Willow Nightingale wins as she should. Uh, we get Ty Mello, who is out there with Anna JS trying to help out Anna JS and they're hugging. Okay. Everything's good. Anna's selling that like, man, I got fucked up here. I'm not a hundred percent. And then out of the blue, destination oh Ruby 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 Soho, and Ruby Soho is back, and she takes it right to the face of Ty Mello, what? right there in your noggin. Uh, Ruby Soho back in AW. What do you think about that? Yeah, um, hey, yeah, <laughs> I don't. You know, I I've never been a whole lot behind the Ruby Soho, Ruby Riot, Heidi Lovelace persona character so i'm not jumping out of my seats like i was when hangman comes back um mm-hmm. it did stick out to me that uh you know we used to deride uh sasha banks because i'm back and my hair color's different <laughs> well, well we got some of that right yeah. <laughs> so well, i just kind of was like all right you know this will be fine yeah. again like she's very very competent very very good at what mm-hmm. she does crowd get behind her that song is a hit so it's not going to be anything bad uh so fine yeah i was like all right this is fine and you know she's gonna work time mellow around the ring for a time or two it's, you know it's fun to see her fight sometimes i'll give her that yeah uh, now in her defense unlike sasha this wasn't a heel turn where right yeah, <laughs> sasha yeah. Banks had red hair she turns on natty i've got blue hair now now i have blue hair (laughs) you idiot god sasha's so bad speaking of sasha though Uh oh and then the other thing i was gonna say is with ruby soho uh the thing that i hope is it does feel like there's something there there's some type of connection there's some type of something but i think hopefully this time around post-injury the second time we get to see ruby soho debut as it would be a little bit more direction a little bit more focus what are we doing why are we here I like the interaction she had with Eddie Kingston. If you want to bump her into Eddie Kingston some more, where like he gets off the straight and narrow, she pulls him in. Okay. But like for her, what are you doing here? Right. So that's what I would say. Now, I was talking about. We talked off air on what happened on Rampage. Mm -hmm. And we were trying to figure out what happened. Isn't Rampage where Eddie Kingston said he is going to get on the straight and narrow that his friends were right now that he had his match with his yeah with, with uh, his hero and he beat him 
Yeah, yeah. he's like, I think they're right. Now I need – and remember when I said, is Andy, is he going to try? And you're like, no. <laughs> it's like, is he going to be like, they were right? And you're like, absolutely not. But now he says he is. Is he yeah. just going to fail so, miserably at it? That's probably what's going to happen. No, he's going to win everything because he deserves it. Well, I mean, like, uh, I'm trying to be on the straight and narrow and trying to, like, oh, do the yeah, right yeah. thing. He'll fail yeah. miserably at that. But someone will get him on the straight and narrow. Maybe Ruby Soho. Maybe. And then that's what gets Maybe. him to the title. Willow. Maybe. Willow. Maybe. Willow. The best Willow in wrestling. Suck it, Jeff Hardy. Um, but as I mentioned, Willow Nightingale needs to be the team. Hey, we need to champion. make a suck it, Jeff Hardy shirts. I'm going to write that down. Write that down. But Willow needs to be the TBS champion because Jade Cargill has maxed out her position as the TBS champion. There is legitimately no challenges Ooh, yeah. for her because we do the Jade Cargill TBS championship celebration. And she brought it, I thought. I thought if you just watched her and nothing else around it, you just zero in on her and she gives that promo backstage, for well, example. And she literally literally looks like a million dollars. Like she literally has like a million dollars plastered all over. She literally looks like a superstar in this. She, this isn't even me being like attracted to Jade Carville right, like yeah. in that way. Physically, she is the most impressive person in wrestling. Just when I look at her, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Not not sexual. Do you eat a carb? Like, like do you but just like how do you maintain? Yeah. You are yeah. just like perfection physically. Yeah, just, she's the like arms. the Randy Orton of female wrestling, where you just like, yeah. how did you just wake up out of bed with your like body? perfectly proportional like 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 leonardo da vinci carved you you yeah but she didn't ruin it with like sleeve tattoos of skulls like she is (laughs) just right yeah there's that absolutely (laughs) stunning it's like she i'm not kidding she should get some sleeve tattoos of just dollars (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like not and again i'm not trying to objectify her right when if i'm tweeting during the show or whatever and her music comes on and i catch it in the corner of my eye i stop because it's just no she looks like what remember like in sparta where they like cgi'd abs onto everybody and stuff like that it looks not real i'm like how did you do that like like it looks like somebody literally carved you out of a human blob and sent you out there yeah and then when you find out she's a mother she birthed Mm -hmm. a human fuck (laughs) <laughs> yeah like it's incredible yeah. it's um, incredible but you're right she does her parts all here just fine she says all the things now, she's yes. like look she even says what we're saying if you show anybody who's never seen this before line is all up they're gonna say i'm the star and that's like a all of that all of that's great all of it now, done well everything else oh i even that- like that she said hey i kicked that bitch out why are you motherfuckers hanging out with her like well so here <laughs> let's get into that so this uh-huh. is where things started to fall apart really quick so she says hey i kicked out kira hogan she didn't name Mm -hmm. her by name but i kicked out kira hogan so what are you two doing hanging out with her and this is where everything fell apart quick because they don't say anything they don't even yeah they they just say as if they didn't hear her right and so then jade doesn't acknowledge that hey I said something to you. They don't defend what they were. You didn't answer me. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that was clunky right there. And then I'm hoping, okay, we're going to get Soraya or someone walks out. Nope. We get Bow Wow. On the screen. Yeah, Yeah, just... And for the hot streak that celebrities have been having in wrestling in the last year and a half, he was the complete opposite. For everything that Johnny Knoxville, Pat McAfee, uh, Ebenezer Paul, and all those fuckers are doing, and then Bow Wow comes and just nosedives that shit. Well, and just like Bow Wow. You couldn't have wiped the screen on your phone camera that you took this video with? It looked and, like and it was CCTV footage. Like, I don't yeah. know what is going on. And you can't even really say sentences because you're like, yeah, girl. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. What the fuck did you even say? So, and, Tim, and why are we doing this? What? Why well, is Bow Wow feuding? Well, so social Cargill. media, right? He says, what's up, girl? She says, you ain't worth my time. I'm Bow Wow. Right. So that's the origin sure. story of this. Now. Unless that was Tim. planted. Well, so here's the, th- the thought that I have. And again, uh, to you dorks out there that are about to say, oh, you guys are just doing what Tom talked about earlier. No, we're not. We're talking about what we're going to see on screen. You fuck boy or girl, idiot or non-binary. I don't give a fuck. You all suck if you're talking about that shit. Um, you fuck they. Yeah. But <laughs> him. Oh, hmm. this is what scares me. You say Bow Wow, you say Jade Cargill, you got the baddies, you are you are going towards a specific hip-hop demographic. Now, I'm going to say a couple things here. It is a hip-hop demographic. Bow Wow, he is mentored and has been mentored since he was little Bow Wow by Snoop Dogg. Well, that's, his, that's like his uncle, isn't it? Probably, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like a nephew or uncle. some shit like that. No, I think it is. I, okay, so all right. Well, then let's say they're related. I don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah, all right. But if not, there's that. a very close relationship. Right. That is very well close documented. Right. Now, Snoop Dogg is also related to Blue Hair, little Sasha Banks. Do now I know see... you know. So I know we've seen some. Everybody's been discussing Sasha Banks and a return to wrestling on both sides of the fence here. Because on WWE side, she's out here shit talking Ronda Rousey uh, on Twitter, which, uh, you know what? Honestly, could be real or could be part of a scripted thing. I don't know at this point, who knows? Um, so everybody's like, aha, she's going to come back and feud with the Ronda Rousey. And I suppose that could happen, but it kind of feels like. Yeah, it kind of feels like he she's going to Jade Cargill is going to be so pissed with Bow Wow and she's going to be like like well, you want to come in here and get your ass whooped too and he'd be like, "Well, I'm not going to fight you. Man, you know, I'm not going to do that, but I've got family." Well, I would say behind you, do the the backstabber thing yeah. into the rolled submission. The first moment you can book this Sasha Banks, the AW, the first moment you hear Jade Cargill call herself the boss. Mm-hmm. The moment that happens, this is, oh. this is a wrap. <laughs> now, the, the wrap. thing that I would do. Ooh, I like that. Here's the thing that I would say, though. If you do that, you can't let it linger. Because then, as we saw with William Regal talk, everyone's mm. going to guess. You, 
here's how we're again. Let's just have fun fantasy booking here, right? Sasha's coming to a fantasy booking the on-screen product. On-screen product, right? Subtitle yes. that. Um, this is what I would do. I would say Jade gets in Bow Wow's face. They're both in the ring, and after weeks and weeks of back and forth that no one really gives a shit about, Jade Gargill, who's bigger than Bow Wow, corners him and is like. Who you think you are? You're nothing around here. I'm the boss. And then he just looks up and is like, oh man, that wasn't good. Shouldn't have said that. And then she goes, what? What's going to happen now? And then that's when he points behind her. Sasha does that backstabber into the thing. That submission has her looking forward. And then that's when Bow Wow can get on his hands and knees and be like, you fucking fucked up. Ha 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 ha. And then Sasha. Now it's boss time. Yeah. Oh God. But that's where you get up. So here's what I'll say. Though. And maybe not, maybe none of that happens, but if it doesn't happen, man, what the fuck else are we doing with Bow Wow? Yeah. I don't even like that suggestion. I don't want Sasha Banks near AEW at all. I don't, I hate it. I, agree. I mean, it, yeah. it'll be pulled off. Well, if we, if we say it this way, cause of course we're great, but if that's not where we're going with this, the fuck are we going with this? What? There is nothing. There is nobody Bow Wow can bring out from behind that curtain that isn't Charlotte Flair, if their name is not Sasha Banks, that is going to make any of this worth it. So I don't know why we're doing this. The thing I fear. So that's the best case scenario, which again, me and you agree. Sasha Banks and AEW, I ain't with it. I don't want it. No. But what else could it be, right? My fear is this is the Satnam Singh debut where the lights go out, lights come back on. Who the fuck's that guy? And everyone's kind of like, oh, we've got some other giant woman now. Now there's like a seven foot three woman who we've never heard of. Yeah, we got some. Bow Wow's her manager. Yeah, some Japanese killer over there in Shimmer that we've never. We've got Big Bark. And she's, (laughs) she takes her out, you know, I don't know, but as mentioned, Jade Cargill has maxed out this TBS championship. She needs to be, it's over. Have her retire. They'd be like, I don't want this anymore. I relinquish it, but she never loses like something because she's past this. She's a star. Have her take out Jamie Hayter. I like Jamie Hayter. Jade Cargill is the shit. Let's move on. Um, we get now after that women's quarter hour, we get to the main event. It is match three between the death triangle and the elite. And what are you thinking about this? So this was match three. Uh, spoiler, the elite win, but we'll talk about a little bit. How are you feeling about the series? We kind of wanted a sweep, but now the elite got the win. How are you feeling about all of this? Yeah. Yeah. If you're not doing the sweep, then fine. Make it a, you know, like they said, they're back in the series and that's fine. I just, it has never been our favorite style of wrestling. Albeit you have two of the best groups to ever do this style doing it. So I don't want to shit on that. You know, if you like this style, this is probably amazing for you. Mm -hmm. I just, with each one, I worry I'm going to feel a little less connected to it until we get to a, hey, somebody can win the series on this one, maybe. And then, then that's maybe how I feel more interesting. 
So this was interesting because, oh shit, is the elite about to go down 3-0 and get swept? And now they didn't. And and if, what they've done really great is it continues to feel like one match. I know that there's been winners, but it still feels like they're just fighting one mm-hmm. match right. over the course of however long we do this. But I do think the next match might be forgettable. Yeah. You know? where the first three were bangers. This one had more outside the ring physicality and moves and things like that. Four, five, six might be paint by numbers to us. And again, if you like the style, you're going to love it. But for me and Tim, eh. now the seventh match might be where the whole thing where we get back into this we're like well who the fuck will win is it death triangle or elite you know oh yeah it'll probably be at a pay-per-view yeah well it's gonna be at their la show i think oh that's right yeah they did say which again you can't say we're gonna do a best of seven series and the seventh one will be at this event like you don't know that a seventh one well Yes, I agree. But you also say in the World Series, Game 6 and Game 7, if necessary, yeah. will be on Wednesday or yeah, yeah, you true, know, so, so they, yeah. Yeah, you but can say, I, at, at this event, if Match 7 is still happening, we'll hold Match 7 there. Yeah, Right, exactly. Sure. So, yes, this was fun. This was good. It was, it was kind of neat to finally see Kenny Omega, who even acknowledged himself, like, I haven't closed one of these shows off. I'm going to give you my fun yeah. one-liner here. Bang, bang, or whatever he says. Um, well, it was good yeah. that they pointed out where like he's being held back, and then the roles get reversed, and suddenly he's like, "Oh nope, no, I gotta hold this guy back!" Right? Like that was a nice little like again. They know how to tell stories in the ring with their style that they do. Sometimes we think eh, you're taking too long to tell the story, or you're going around about ways. Yeah. Of all the things Jim Cornette sucks at, what he's right about is that these guys like they'll tell a story, but they go ah, we hit plot A, and then we go over here and we do B, and then we go do A, 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 and then we're back to B, and then we do C, C, D, back to A a few more times, B, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you guys are jumping all over the place here. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was, you know, again, it, it, I felt like it ran a little long, right? Like, I was like, all right, guys, come on. We've been through three just, commercial breaks here. I yeah, know. I just feel like I don't know, and again, I've been proven wrong a million times. I don't care if I'm proven wrong a million more. I just don't know what they're going to do next. That will get me like, yep, I can't wait for match five. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm just going to be like, Hey, let's get to seven. It's going to be the same. It's going to be the same. There's going to be a lot of back and forth. They're going to do some tongue in cheek yeah. kind of, you know, homages to something. They'll, they'll laugh and giggle about something. There'll be a spot where, there's some, ooh, oh, they did a triple spinning over your ball sack poncha drive, right? And it just, you know, it yeah, will they, wrap it up the same way, right? Somebody well, will get a victory by the skin of their teeth. I agree. What <laughs> I think maybe progressed is this death triangle inner turmoil of are we heels, are we baby faces? Does everyone use the hammer or do we because Because Phoenix and Pinta had a battle over the hammer so i could see progression in that story being told throughout these matches but yeah i i feel like i'm already saying let's get to seven and that's not the best thing to say about your signature best of seven series so 
that was AEW Dynamite. Tim, before we go into our WWE talk, I wanted to touch on one thing that happened at the last AEW Rampage. Again, we're recording on Thursday night, so we don't know what happens on tomorrow night's Rampage. But what happened on the previous week's Rampage, I thought was noteworthy. So, in a tag match between Butcher Blade and Roosh taking on the Dark Order of Silver, Johnny Hungy, and what was supposed to be Tin, the finish comes as Negative One and Evil Uno find Tin and get him to run down to the ring. And Tin's like, hey, great, because now I'm going to clothesline him here. And boom, turns on the Dark Order. Damn near rips off uh, Evil Uno's mask, which yeah. I've never... And I've never seen his face before, so I was never. Like, what yeah, the I have fuck? no clue. He could be walking down the street tomorrow, and I would never know it. And yeah, that was it. I thought we were getting there. Like, oh man, his too. Like, we're losing yeah. everybody's mask. Uh, so then it now, caps the press advance with... I got. I was like, we need evil Leonardo probably needs to keep his mask on. <laughs> if I yeah. had to guess, let's keep it on. So the segment ends though with negative one, who was at the uh, top of the entrance ramp, standing there. Preston ten, whatever we're gonna start calling him now takes his mask off in front of him, throws it at his feet, stands behind him as negative one, who's again in his own mask, looks to be crying, and then does the fist alongside Roosh, Butcher, and Blade. And the comment that I loved so much was from Tony Schiavone, where Tony Schiavone said, 10 started with an open hand and ended with a closed fist. Like, those are both of the symbols, mm -hmm. and it shows the evil that he is now doing. This was yeah, five weeks yeah. too late, but perfect theater in the moment. The perfect. And, man, I, something tells me this negative one kid is going to do some things when he's, you know what I mean? Like, he's been a school of the game now for a long time. He's, since the tragic passing of his father, this seems to be, like, his thing. Now, a lot happens to a young man over the course of the year, so who knows? But if things go right, like this negative one might have so many built in, you know what I mean? Storylines and fans and stuff coming in to like actually wrestling in a few years at this point. Like how old is he now? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. Right. And especially if AEW is still rocking and rolling and going, which I, I could fathom. That's a, that's a thing, right? Like they'll so. probably yeah. still be going. I would hope so. And so I, yeah, I, man, the dark order stuff has been long. We've forgotten about a lot of it. Man, when we put together the highlight reels of right. stories over the years for the for the Dark Order, this is one of the key moments of the entirety mm -hmm. story of the Dark Order and Brody Lee's influence on that. Huge, so huge. Now, is Preston Vance gonna like? Or I feel we're gonna get the heel version of a Wardlow here. Like Preston Vance, we're all gonna be like, oh, he turned on him, and then he's gonna come out, he's gonna do some things. We're gonna be like, yeah, okay, you're not so interesting. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, we've talked about this with WWE, uh, especially a few years back where it was five guys playing the same role of Ziggler, Miz, you know, all of that stuff. Now it feels, and we may have mentioned this before, I can't recall, but now it feels like we have Paras Hobbs and Samoa Joe and Preston and uh, Lance Archer. It's like you all are the different shades of the same thing. So how is Preston going to be different? That's what I'm interested in. But the more interesting question in the immediate 
is what do you think happens to Dark Order? Now everyone's gone. I think everyone's gone. It's just John Silver. Or, or excuse me, uh, Reynolds. Yeah, John Silver. Well, and Reynolds. one of them came back, right? Was it Alan Angels? Who came back recently? No, came it was. Back. Uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah. Stu. Stu Grayson. Stu. Stu Grayson. So we've got Evil Uno, Stu Grayson. Well, he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, the the tag team, right? Your um, who's the tag team? Johnny uh, Hungy and Reynolds. Yep, Johnny Hungy and Reynolds, and yeah, and well, Hangman's an honorary member, isn't he? Right. Well, yes, negative one. Yes. So do they start recruiting? What would you do if I said, hey, we need to get Dark Order to the summer of 2023? What would you do? Just rinse, repeat, or are you doing I mean, recruiting? I think the trip, the, the trio of of just, even if you had Evil Uno and, and the tag team, can get by with a, with a negative one sprinkled in once in a while. Maintain the lovable nerds. You know, we all hope for you, but oh man, nobody know. You know, nobody thinks you're gonna fight here. Right? Like nobody thinks you're gonna win this, that kind of thing. I just don't know that there's anything major left to twist and turn them outside of somebody turns them dark again and leads them. But I don't know that we're going there, given just the heaviness over the Brody Lee situation with it. Right? It would feel wrong. The 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 blowback on that, no matter how great that storyline could be, the blowback on it from the public at large, which is probably make it not worth the effort to write it. I agree. I I would recruit. Which, That's what I would do. Is you got enough of these uh, nightmare factory guys, start putting them in masks, make them a little bit meaner. We missed that and, spot earlier, right? Where Cutie Marshall's like, I want to fight. He's like, yeah, yeah, fine. Oh, yeah. Fine. No, yeah. Orange Cassidy. Right? Orange Cassidy. He's like, yeah, yeah. It's a lumberjack match. He's like, lumberjack match. Fine, right, right. And then he's like, what the fuck, man? Like, why are you? Why is everybody so fucking? And even Tony Schwann's like, good job, man. <laughs> you got the match. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah, sorry. I forgot Loved that it, my yeah. rundown. But yeah, he, even him was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. You're getting the match. Yeah, yeah. And Cutie's like, what the fuck is happening to everyone? Why yeah, like, and now he's mad that he's like, wait a minute. I fucking worked up the speech and you're just going to fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Love yeah, it. yeah, sure. Great. Yeah, I thought that was fun too. Uh, and that's again going to happen on this Friday's mm -hmm. uh, Rampage episode. Um, so yeah, I just thought that it was the, the most emotional moment, which again, we're going to talk about Survivor Series in a little bit. But the most emotional moment to me was the throwing of the mask at the feet of negative yeah. one. The, here's why and this then, will fall flat, though, ultimately, is because that was a great story to tell. 10 says, fuck this. Double crosses them throws the mask at the feet of the leader the you know the young prince of the dark order but it's to simp as the fourth guy in a faction that nobody even do you know the name of this group with fucking Roosh and like what if if it was like fuck the dark order you guys have been holding me back and now i'm going on a tear and i'm going after the tnt championship and i'm preston vance oh okay but this is, I don't like you guys. I'm going to go with Roosh and this other guy in a suit. Like, I, I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> like, that's not going to make me care about this feud anymore, really. Like, like it could have been anybody that he joined, right? Like, and it probably would have been better. Like, I don't know, like, what this Roosh thing is going to, it's just, that's why it's going to fall flat. Because this isn't about Roosh and Preston Vance against the Dark Order. This is about Preston Vance stabbing the dark order in the back now what you could possibly do is preston gets into this group and it's like hey i'm not 
look, the reason I left those dorks is because they didn't respect me. I'm taking over this group. And mm-hmm. then you get a power struggle. I don't know. I think it would have been. Or he gets remorse. He's I- like, hey, guys, what, you guys want to play some ping pong? And they'll be like, ping pong? Fuck, we don't do that. We talk yeah. about how we're going to murder our next opponent. Or we're going to go make some money. And he'll be like, oh. All right, all right. You guys want a Capri Sun? They're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> then he's like, "Oh man, I used to have friends." <laughs> and that could then he's got to come right? crawling back, right? And then he's got to yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens there. Yes, <laughs> I, I think if you said, "Hey, he has to turn on Dark Order," look, Preston is not a top guy. He's not Kenny Omega. He's not John right. Moxley and all that stuff, right? He's not primed to be. He didn't need a slight push no. to get there. Either. Like he's a ways away. Right, but he did need something. But he needs something to jolt, right? And so, good. I would have said, again, if I had the pin, I'd say, hey, Dark Order, you're turning into dorks. We're in here to, like, fuck people up. So I'm going to join the House of Black. It's me and the House of Black. It's me and Brody King. And we're going to be, you know. Well, and here's the thing, too, is that, like, I, I get it. Brody Lee died, right? And it changed everything, right? It mm-hmm. changed everything. And they became what they were. Nobody was going to boo them because they were a dark, you know, at the time. But if we're trying to carry on the group and the legacy of Brody Lee, the Brody Lee character, last we knew him, wouldn't want you guys palling around, chumming up, giving each other wet willies in the back. He'd want you to get sinister mm-hmm. and and fucking stab a motherfucker in the back alleyway. So and that's what I'm maybe saying. we do maybe, that. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that's where we go on the recruiting spree and say, we're going to be back in the image of Brody Lee. He wanted us to be this. The dark hangman. I want hangman I, to, to lose a, a round of matches, get in his own head. To Moxley. He's, he's like, nobody's here for me. And they're like, we've always been here for you. And he's like, you have. Now I'm going to reward that. We're both getting back to power, right? Like any, now he leads the dark order with the dark hangman riding in on the black horse. Changes music, it. Yeah, turn we, it down to a minor key and let's fucking let's get it. Yeah. yeah. Let's get it a little more sinister, right? Remember when we made Fawn dead guy, right? Let's get, <laughs> That was Who funny. sent us that? Yeah. Somebody sent us a fond dead guy theme. That was, was that I even, Theo? I don't know who did that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know who did that. Yeah. Fond dead fun. guy. So, fond dead guy. That was on the spot. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, all right. So, let's talk about Survivor Series. Tim. Yeah, a lot of things happened, right? Um, the f- the uh, Becky Lynch and the, and the faces won the women's match, even though you have a heel faction that you're trying to get over. So that made a whole lot of sense. And then um, Austin Theory won the United States title, which you just ripped from him. So, I mean, you know, whatever. Okay. And the big thing, the big thing here is the main, you know, like what we all came here for was the War Games match of the Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens and Am I saying it all? Uh, and Seamus, right? He's, is he part of the yeah. Brawling Brutes or is it Seamus and the yeah, Brawling sure. Brutes? Uh, fuck nah, he's part of it. He's part. And the heels win that. And the, the story goes, and again, they told it, this is good storytelling, what WWE did here. Sami Zayn has been trying to gain the acceptance of the bloodline the entire time he's been hanging around. There are a few holdouts, 
right? Paul Heyman's kind of iffy on him. And Jey Uso is not iffy at all. He hates the motherfucker, right? Doesn't trust him. And here, Sammy goes the lengths, takes what we all know to have been his best friend in this company and in his business and in his life, and sacrifices him in front of the altar of Roman. Says, whap, whap, lay you down and let my friends fucking get the pinfall on you. Good storytelling, right? Where we come into an issue, because it, it, if you can tell the measured <laughs> approach to my, to my speech here is, that's fine. I liked it. Everybody seemed to act like this was a shocking turn of events. And when I say everybody, I say the internet wrestling community, wrestling Twitter. They seem to act like, oh my God, I can't believe Sammy did that. And I'm a little missed on how can you, how did you not expect this? This is how the story was being written the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But anyway. Yeah. So my biggest criticism of the reaction from the same people who are like, William Riggle's going back to WWE yeah. like it fucking matters is let's, let's, let's go back. Let's jump into, this is a show, right? right. This is a show. It's real, right? We're watching a show. Oh yeah. This is K- the kayfabe universe where kayfabe WWE universe. is real, right? We're, we're right. fans of the crowd who like understand this to be an actual sanctioned fight. Right. We're, we're buying in, right? We're suspending right. our disbelief. If you tell me as the, as the consumer on one side is these five individuals and on the other side is these five individuals, I will say all 10 of them will fight. Right. So when Sammy Zayn stops the count so that his team won't lose, how is that shocking? How yeah, many tag matches shocking. have we seen? Yeah. How many tag matches have we seen where it's one, two, and then the partner jumps in to stop the count? So, uh, first off, that was the first one. Yeah. I'll give you, hey, man, you did the Kansas City cunt punt to Kevin Owens? Yeah. Okay, right? Like, that could show right. the... Yeah, you did a cheating least. move. Is like, hey, that's your boy. But, right. Yeah. Right. But again, this was... War games. Yeah. So like. Well, uh, what misses me with this also is they're like, oh my God, he sacrificed his own friend. They've told us in storylines, they're not really friends right now. <laughs> like the last time they interacted, they weren't getting along. And in fact, it's Kevin Owens kind of being like, hey, I know we don't get along right now, but like, are you sure you know what the fuck you're doing? Like, you know, this isn't going to end well for you, right? Like. Like, you're not one of them, right? And Sami Zayn has said without saying it, in his body language and his looks back to him, I fucking know that, right? Like, I'm trying to get by here, right? Yeah, and like, that's the story. That's the story that's somewhat in that. That's mm-hmm. a story that's interesting. Now, I'll say other one other thing. Let me, okay, let me say two things. One, yeah. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, the Uso, everyone's playing their part right. very good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everything's gone how I would expect it to go here. Well, and like they're doing well. Jay Russo's right. laughing a little bit too much. Like, hey, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Be a better actor. But anyhow, yeah. the second thing, though, is I think I would be more invested if it was any other two people than Sammy and Kevin. Because, like yeah. you said, 
We've seen them flip flop so many times. We've already if read it this. Was, like a yeah, big show if, heel or face turn. Exactly. This is a yeah. Jersey Shore relationship that we've seen a million times, right? Where they're on again, off again. If you were to replace them with two characters such as Finn Balor and AJ Styles, I'm not saying that they would do it. Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley. <laughs> yeah. I've never <laughs> right. seen them turn on each right, other. Right, right. So well, that I mean, makes it more. Like we did see well, yeah. Mojo turn. So, but yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. So like that's more because I haven't seen them, seen it, but I've seen this. And again, let's break oh, out. If this the was WWE the Usos favorite. doing it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's something like that. Yeah. Right. But like, even if we're breaking out of WWE kayfabe, I've seen Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fucking turn on each other for 20 fucking years. Hey. The moment Kevin Owens day like viewed an NXT, the he fucking buckle bombed him. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it just—that's what I mean. Like, debut. of course they fought each other. They've been fighting each other for decades. If we carry this past the WWE universe, we can look at Kevin Steen El Generico. We know these guys have been friends and, and fight each other. are on and off again. But that that will then if I have friends who like each other one moment. And hate each other the next. If I'm at a party and somebody goes, fuck, Tom and Steve are fighting again, I'm not gonna be like, What? Right. Like, like, God damn it. Like, and now I gotta go in there and beat the fuck both of them up and like get them to stop. It'll happen. Exactly. Um, you know, like I just try. I don't know. That's why just none of it was shocking. That's why everybody's like, oh my god, I'm like, this is and if that is the story we're telling, that Sami Zayn will ultimately side with friendship over this bloodline, right? If that's the story we're telling, which is fine, again, if that's where we're telling it, the payoff wasn't now. This was the first interaction they had together in the ring. We mm-hmm. don't do it now. <laughs> like, that's, this was what had to happen to get to there. So I just, because now Kevin Owens can go, what the hell, man? You gave me the low blow. Like, I get pinning me in the match, but you fucking, give me the KCCP? Fucked up, dog. And he goes, hey, man, you know what I'm fucking, hey, you know what game, you know what time it is? Fucking honorary use over here. So on top of that, the thing I am interested in, I would Mm. say, more than Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, again, they're doing a great job of of their role. Yeah. I don't give a, but like, if, again, this is a movie, the most interesting person to me is Roman. Roman being the king of the hill, the emperor sitting at his throne, watching these people and finding out his decision making. Because what I would think, if I have the pin, that might be a shirt. If I had the pin, um, mm-hmm. would be Roman Reigns looks at Sami Zayn and says to himself, "If you're willing to do that to your best friend." What would you do to me? So I'm going to get you before you get me. See, and this is great that I would go that route too, because then again, it's, it's back to then Kevin Owens can be like, I told you. Right. They're but coming. Roman like, Reigns, you're right. Yeah. And that's the fun. Yeah. And there we go. Mm-hmm. But Roman Reigns saying, how do I stay right. in the number one right. spot? Right. And that's, that's it. Only... He stays a step ahead because yeah. then, then when we get that moment, Sami Zayn's like, no, I am I am going to choose friendship and I'm going to help Kevin Owens beat Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns already has a plan for that 
and it gets neutralized, yeah. and Roman Reigns stands over, and the fucking bloodline beats the shit out of Sami Zayn on the spot because they're like, you think we didn't fucking see this coming? You chump. Like, yeah. We knew Jay was right. And I would even, and I would even have, again, to me, the most interesting person is Roman Reigns. Not Sami Zayn, not Kevin Owens, not the Jay Sammy thing, any of that. Roman. I would have him have this paranoia. Have him, and again, whatever you want, but have him kick Sammy out because of what Sammy did to Kevin and then have him say, everyone gets back in line. Solo, you just said that I'm the fucking head of the table. What have you done to prove it? And then fucking rides his ass to make him all the stuff that he did to Jay and Jimmy, right? I would have him do that kind of thing to where then the paranoia gets the best of him. Again, if you want it to be The Rock, The Rock He kicks him. everybody out. Or yeah, he could so, so like out. then he kicks Soul out. Now he's back to Jimmy and Jay. And then he's like, Man, I don't know about you, Jimmy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, maybe we Jay was right already. back then. And then he kicks Jimmy out and Jay's torn. And then he's like, Oh, what, you're torn? You're gonna pick him over me? We're back to this, huh? And now Roman can trust nobody. Maybe he's even side eyeing Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. and now Roman's left a man without an army, and now he's vulnerable, and it cost him. Exactly. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Fucking Sammy and Kevin. Yeah. Acting like as great as Sammy is, you talk about oh. what your favorite wrestler. Like, great, but oh, yeah. look, and even Kevin Owens, even though he blocked me on Twitter. I genuinely like their acting, their wrestling, all of them. They're great. But the the part of it of, and I've heard this because of the other podcasts I've contributed to and stuff, where people, Tim, I heard on one podcast that I was listening to that I was a part of where someone said, this is the best storytelling in the last 10 years. Mm. And I had to raise my hand, get acknowledged, and tell that motherfucker, did you forget CM Punk and MJF happened this fucking year? March. Mm-hmm. March was the dog collar match. And you yeah. prisoner of the moment dumb shits were like, this is the greatest thing in the world because Sam it. Yeah. I'm grumpy. <laughs> I'm grumpy. I'm like... I'm I'm fed up with ignorance in this community. Guys, be fucking better. Be better. Who gives a like like who gives a shit about backstage? Watch your television. Enjoy the television. Speculate about the television shows, stories, and have fun. But don't ruin it for me when you want to talk about Mabel is the third man. Okay? You dumb shits. Yeah. So watch the show. Have fun. Buy a shirt. Pro wrestling.com. Spanish announce table. Uh, and we're going to take a side quest. Get out of here for a week and come back for, unless you had anything else, Tom. No, I'm grumpy. All right. <laughs> grumpy. And uh, we'll see you next week. The Spanish announce table.